0: Hey, now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined, as always, by JD, by Godaliva. How you doing, JD? One day I'm going to get that thing to transition smoothly. (laughs) It drives me nuts every week. I think the gimmick where you screw it up every week is actually much better. It's not a gimmick, it's reality. I keep (laughs) screwing it up every single week. Yeah, and uh, we actually have a special guest with us today. It's uh, Justin uh, Nipper from uh, Wrestling Observer Network, and of course, right here, our very own member of the Fight Game Media family. How you doing, Justin? What's going on, Mike? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. This is my first time, actually.
1: Like you know, chatting and talking with you guys on a podcast. We've been. I feel like we've been trying to do something like this for a little while.
2: Well, that's yeah. inaccurate. You and I recorded quite a few podcasts. <laughs> oh well, yeah, of
1: course. I've been talking that, about all three of us together. That no one yeah. listened to.
0: <laughs> um, yeah yeah this is uh this is the first time we were able to sucker justin to come uh talk some impact wrestling with us so that's cool uh we we need him to bring his uh ratings over because he's got the i would i i'm gonna go ahead and say it not only the highest rated but in my opinion the best podcast on the fight game media network uh write that down with one mr fumi saito who is a legend in the in the japanese wrestling history There, a historian so uh welcome man We're we're happy to have you
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Impact because I'm going to be covering it tomorrow on the uh, F4W website uh, against all odds uh, pay-per-view.
0: So when they ask somebody to cover an Impact show that doesn't normally cover an Impact show, do you guys get like hazard pay or how does that work? Do you no. guys get a bump? No, oh. uh, it's
1: just I, I think I'm filling <laughs> in for somebody. I, I often yeah. fill in. I often um, these days I just do New Japan Strong on Saturdays generally, yeah. but um, every now and then when somebody... I don't know. I, I don't know who usually covers it, but uh, I think it's just a fill in. I did Triple Mania a month or two ago. Um, it's always fun just to kind of pop in and pop out Did a couple right. of NXTs before it got all colorful.
0: Well, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to using your uh, your live report as my source material. I'm going to go solo on that ass this weekend as I cover Against All Odds because I am in the most ridiculous time zone known to man, the Honolulu time zone, where I'm just way, way different than everybody else in the entire world, apparently. So uh, I'm going to be recording it on my own. Can You're
1: confirm. closer to do it like Japan time than, than uh, PST.
0: Not, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily, like halfway, right? No. So, so Japan is like the most East you could get and we're the most West you could get. So we're like oh. almost polar opposites, if that makes sense. So right now it's, it's, you know, 5 42 PM, um, on Thursday night. Right. And so hmm. that's three hours behind you. So Japan is what, 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 almost 16 hours ahead of you right yeah. now. So it's like 19 hours ahead of me which is insane
1: which is weird because it's only about six hours eight hours flight
0: yeah it's just the way that the the time zones work is how they how they do it i it's really a a hard thing to explain but when new japan comes on for you guys like in california sometimes it'll be like 11 o'clock midnight it comes on at like eight o'clock where i'm at or seven like the Dominion came on at like seven PM, and oh, I was cool. mad about that because UFC had just uh, ended at seven. I was at a friend's house; it took me half hour to get home, and I missed the first couple of matches. Like, hey New Japan, can you push these back a little bit right. to make it more convenient for me because it's not convenient enough? Uh, <laughs> while everybody's like falling asleep, I'm like, you know, complaining this too early. What time
1: is the uh, against all odds tomorrow? That's uh, I think it's on West Coast time. It's like five, I believe.
0: Yeah. So it'll be two p.m. in the afternoon, and I will definitely be at work while it's on. And uh, so that's why we record so late. Um, here is because it comes on while I'm at work. The the regular Impact Show comes on at two o'clock here. So I rush home, I eat dinner, and then I come straight up into the to the man cave up here, and I, I watch the show, and then we uh, we hit the record button, man. Um, so that's that's how we're able to keep this ship going. So it's kind of cool.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just I, I watched the last half of uh, Impact tonight. I don't know if you guys are all caught up on tonight's yeah. television, but um I was really impressed with the main event. Holy shit. Oh, excuse me. I don't know if can we can use blue language on this or uh, Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck
0: shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um uh,
1: Frank Kazarian <laughs> and um and Chris Sabin. Damn. Yeah. They they make me feel proud to be in my late 30s.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that so as good as, uh, or as, uh, I would say as bad as last week's episode was, uh, this week was like probably a hundred times better. Hmm. So that's why I'm glad that you're a guest host this week. You actually got to see like a very good episode. Last hmm. week was, you know, very middle of the road. It was WWE light. And this week was, you hmm. know, kind of more full blown, kind of what we've been more accustomed to in 2022. Go ahead, JD. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of.
2: My light thing just fell over.
0: Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and get started. And I know you you didn't catch about the last half of the show. So uh, Justin, we'll 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 bring you in as we go through. We're just gonna do kind of a, a quick rundown of the show. Um, and as always, we will start with uh, the BTI pre show uh, on BTI. Rich Swan beat Raj Singh, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us every single week. Can you Remember, when Rich Swan was the champion of this promotion, and now he's not even on the show. He's the he's the digital media world heavyweight champion, sir.
2: Remember when Rich Swan was the champion of this promotion, <laughs> yeah. and now he's not even on the show.
1: How long ago was that? Uh, well, he can beat him, so it was just a year, year and a half.
0: Yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Can he beat him in April of twenty one, and ever since he has not been oh, doing wow. much.
2: It's yeah. less than a year and a half. It's only fourteen months.
0: Yeah, fifteen months. That's crazy. Yeah. After so- he lost that match, he slid down the card and then he was a tag team guy for a while with uh-huh. Willie Mack and it seems like they were trying to get behind him but they saddled him with the digital media thing so he just wrestles on, you know, Twitter and YouTube. So
1: is what uh, is, you know, for for me, I'm kind of half-assed when it comes to like watching Impact regularly. I think the main way I keep up is through your articles, Mike, but in general when I when I can stop in every now and then, One thing that makes it difficult for me is this situation where, like, I I was kind of confused because I feel like I remember Rich Swan being in the main event picture, having matches with Kenny, and now he's on the first match of the show, and there's a digital media title. And for me, like, not always keeping up, it's always this moment where I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) It's like a barrier for me as a casual fan to like kind of follow it. Because if I'm kind of confused, I mean, not everybody has a chance to go on a podcast and talk about it. So yeah. most other people will just change the channel. Here's the first I don't know. rule
2: of the digital media title. It's not real. It's yeah. not a real title. They don't they pretty mm-hmm. much ignore it. So we pretty much ignore it. Uh, it yeah. Makes it easier. It,
0: yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it was just it was a, a thing that they created to add more content to their Impact Plus and their YouTube streaming service. And they try to keep the matches exclusive to those services. Um, but because they do that, they don't put it on the regular show. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, he's he's defending his title against Brian Myers uh, tomorrow against all odds on the pre-show, um, and nobody's going to care about it. Uh, they're they're trying to make you care. They're not trying hard enough. They're not doing a good enough job to make me care. Although mm-hmm. I love Rich Swan, mm-hmm. I me too, you know, But by putting they had it on Cardona before Swan, and I'm a big Cardona fan now. They had it, it on Car-
2: they-, they had it on Cardona when Cardona was the hottest character in the Indies, and then basically kept him off the show.
0: Yeah. It yeah. seems like
1: it's a leftover MacGuffin from, uh, what's this, Cardona, and it's just kind of there. So because his story with Impact, it's it's kind of up and it's it's over right now, and it, they moved it on to Rich Swan, but it doesn't seem like there was much of a plan or like a direction. Is there? Well,
0: no? well, there was. So there there was. They were supposed to wrestle at the Slammiversary, but Cardona got hurt. So. Okay. Um yeah, I think they were just trying to do they wanted to do the Swan Cardona match, and that was supposed to be a bigger match for the history of that title. But um, you know, he got hurt and they they put it back to Brian Myers. And of course they put it back on the pre-show. So again, and it was actually uh before the reverse battle royal, so that's where they saddled that title.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've seen a <laughs> lot of battle royal variations between AEW and Impact lately. Dude, there's yeah. so many battle royals. We're gonna get one
2: tomorrow night, too. I'm I'm battle royaled out. I yeah. mean,
1: it's just like it. Let's throw everything in the pot and we'll see what happens.
0: Well, was, and then MLW has the battle riot coming up too. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Impact Impact had their gauntlet for the gold a few weeks ago, and uh, that was actually very good. I I I really liked that one. But
2: when the um, card was coming out for Forbidden Door, I was convinced we were going to get a Rambo in the pre-show. I was
0: absolutely convinced that was going to happen. I'm I'm glad. I'm it honestly, didn't. surprised. I'm surprised we didn't. They just <laughs> me too. Instead of that, they added like, you know, four or five multi man matches to get everybody or as many people as they could. And it worked, by Which the way. It was wound awesome. up
2: being fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Problem turns, out, with that. Ter- turns out when you put a bunch of good wrestlers on one show, they'll do really good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so the opening video recap last week's dominance by Honor Moore and uh, both members of the Briscoes being injured and unable to compete against all odds again. I think that uh, Mark Briscoe's just on manternity leave. Looks like he'll be out a little bit. Um, backstage, America's Most Wanted and the Good Brothers were discussing a bad idea and followed it up by greeting Honor No More's PCO. And after attempting to make PCO realize that he wasn't being appreciated by Honor No More, Vince interrupted and uh, let PCO away. So they're they're obviously clearly going towards uh, getting PCO away from Honor No More, like they've been planting the seeds the last couple of weeks there. For
2: a while now, because PCO bounced into the babyface territory and then inexplicably went back with Honor No More and now we're trying to get him out which doesn't really he doesn't really work for this group especially now that all the ring of honor attachments are gone so yeah. just just do what you need to do with him make him a baby face i think we kind of need it in this company to be honest i think we need a few more strong baby faces cuz we're getting Heath in a featured spot later on.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get. We definitely need a good, strong character babyface, and that's PCO, one hundred percent. And then our opening match was uh, Trey Miguel defeating Chris Bay, Laredo Kid, and uh, Old Steve Macklin in a four-way. Chris Bay took the pin here, um, which uh, I uh, which grinds my gears. I figured uh, somebody else would take the pin here, but uh, what'd you guys think of the opening match?
1: I, I mean, I, I didn't catch it. I just look. I looked at that picture right now, and Steve Macklin is somebody I wouldn't expect to be in a, in that match. Seems like he's a foot taller than everybody else in that. Uh, he's he's not. not. He's not. He's,
2: he's like not, He's like five. He's like five ten. Yeah, he's not super huh. tall. He's he's like um, I don't know how familiar with Impact you are, Justin, but like when Joe was doing X Division stuff, it's. Mm-hmm. It's hard to compare anyone to Smojo, but that's kind of the role Macklin's uh, okay. playing in this one. I He's see. Like, He's yeah. like, a, like a bruiser in, in this division. And quite frankly, it works really well. Okay, um, He's
0: great.
1: He might be the most underutilized guy in the roster outside of Chris Bay. I've seen him have a, a couple of great matches. He's really good. The, the random time of the week. I remember there's something with Jonathan Gresham maybe a couple months ago that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. But and I didn't get a Trey chance Miguel. to watch yeah. this
1: one. So, how was yeah. it?
2: Good. Uh, JD, what'd you think? It was pretty good. I mean, like, um, so my, I told you, I'd message you last night. And I gave a hint on for the Patreon. I decided to watch MLW Fusion last night for the first time in well over a year. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to get some crossover as we get closer to Nashville between these two promotions. And that match, that show opened up with a three-way with Epicus Arez, Casey Navarro, and Myron Reed. This was a lot better. Yeah. That was a fine match. It was fine, but it was the spottiest of spot fests and you know, um, everything people complain about with three matches. That one actually was. And watching this, like watching MLW, I'll get into more on the Patreon, but watching MLW gave me an appreciation for just about everything that Impact does. So this match, I was very happy with it in comparison to what I watched last night.
0: Yeah, I, I really like the match. Um, did it live up to all my expectations? Probably not. I think, I don't it was think it's supposed to. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a little shorter. I honestly, and you know, we talked last week, it didn't really need to happen. Trey Miguel has a, a recent victory over the current champion, Speedball Bailey. They didn't need to put him in a number one contenders match. He should just be the number one contender. But hey, you gotta, you gotta throw some matches together. It, I, man, I, I worry about Chris Bay's future in this company. Uh him taking another loss. Uh I, I can't remember the last time he actually got a victory. He's taking um, a
2: lot of L's. He's getting no promo time. Like he was basically Ace's valet tonight and when he came out again. Like I'm not liking yeah. what I'm seeing from him, man.
1: Is yeah. he Same more man. of an impact guy? Because I know he previously yes. was an impact guy, but is he now like a New Japan guy that's in impact? No.
0: no. no. He's, he, he's he's an he's, impact guy that's in New Japan. Yeah. Okay. Vice Vice versa. Yeah. Or he
2: has been up till now. I don't know what's going on in the future. Because like, the
0: booking
1: sounds like, okay, we got this guy that's not really under contract to us for a long. I, I don't know. I don't know the details, but hey, it's sure feeling like that, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah, it seems like he might be on his way out, and that's what they they do it with some folks. They they will beat them like a drum on the way out, knowing that they can't get them back. Jake something would be an exception to that. They they actually let him go on a run, and then he had a title match, and he lost the title match, and that was his last match of the company. I think they want him back, but uh, Chris Bay they probably think once Bay is gone, he's probably just gone. Morrissey. So, I don't know that that's speculation. So
2: Morrissey kind of comes to mind. You know, <clears throat> they yeah. let him go on you know major cable television and. And take a whooping from Wardlow when everybody was up in arms, and he was out of the company three <laughs> weeks later. And we were like,
0: "Oh, oh, that's why." That makes <laughs> yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: yeah, yeah, but on the whole, I, th- I was I was entertained by this match. Uh, Trey is a White Walker now, apparently. Yes, I can make yes. I can make Game of Thrones jokes again because the new show's starting soon, so that's no longer a passe joke. <laughs>
0: uh, then we had a promo uh, airing featuring Raven and the upcoming Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Actually, Ravens clockwork orange house of fun match um i guess it's hosted by raven or i don't know what raven's it's gonna like be doing. A, it's there, like but... a
2: gcw show they just got to throw his name in front of it
0: <laughs> yeah so uh there i thought it was a cool promo raven kind of looks like you know your grandpa down the road he's wearing a hawaiian shirt there got the gray beard and uh but then he starts talking he's like oh still raven and he's still awesome really I... cool
2: I put in the chat. Raven looks like shit, but it's still super awesome. (laughs) He he aged the way you expect Raven
0: to age. Quite frankly, like he looks terrible. (laughs) Yeah, but when you said Hawaiian
1: shirt, it made me think Johnny Polo, not Raven.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like it was like Johnny Polo doing a Raven promo. <laughs> you know what? That's kind of what we just saw. And I didn't think about it <laughs> until Justin just
2: said that. But it was a yeah. really good promo. It was edited. I do think some of our uh, what we do with video production is some of the best in the business. And I thought this was a really yeah. good impact promo. And uh, it got me a little excited for like the madness that is the Clockwork Orange House of Fun match, which again, I've never been a fan of the Clockwork Orange. House of calling it that because it's not a lot like Clockwork Orange.
1: It's more I mean, like too Can many. They just say it, that. Can well, you have like a big words. Lebowski
0: Apparently. battle royal. I they, mean, I, they get away with it. I mean, uh, at, so who who did Clockwork Orange? The movie? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley I mean, Kubrick. Think, yeah. uh, he's dead. So what do you? What is he? What well, it they was care? a book
1: first.
2: Yeah. There, so yeah. there there are right there are in fact media rights to that.
1: <laughs> like, unless it's public domain. <laughs> I don't but think so. I don't know why there's no reason it, for us to investigate any further. This is uh, I don't know. This is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, it's also futile. It's incredibly futile. Yeah. That's our show,
0: man. Yeah. That's what That's we basically do. Basically, brace for impact. <laughs> Look, we say whatever we want because we know Garrett's not listening. Not listening. So we're so we, yeah, <laughs> we just get away with like, but uh, it could be public domain. Winnie the Pooh's public domain now. Uh and the they book. turn that into a horror movie. The, oh, but, no, there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming I know,
2: out. I know. I talked about it in my other <laughs> podcast. Like, nothing is sacred. He, they turn Winnie yeah. the Pooh into a cannibal. It's something yeah. right of Impact, to be quite honest with you. When you watch the, the <laughs> clips from that movie, that's some shit right out of the the um, undead realm and all that. It's
0: right, which we get a little bit of a dose of tonight. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, our next match, uh, Giselle Shaw uh, defeated uh, Rosemary. And I got to say, man... You know, I, I'm always a fan of Rosemary. Just like I like the character. I think it's a cool character, and I think that she knows exactly who she is, and she has become that character. Matches are usually like not the greatest, you know, not like, uh not she's not the greatest worker, but she can, she's capable of having good matches. And I thought this was a good match, and maybe maybe it's because Giselle Shaw is pretty sharp. Um, but uh, I I thought this, this whole thing was pretty good. What do you think, JD?
2: Giselle Shaw is pretty good worker because I I feel the same way. I enjoy. It's weird because I complain every time she's on screen, but I do enjoy Rosemary's character work. And I, but I agree. unlike the wrestling it can be sketchy sometimes. I thought this was all right. I thought that having Tennille and Madison on commentary actually worked. I don't know why Madison mm-hmm. looks great with the, with the broken nose. I have no idea why it that adds, works. It just, says it a lot about character. me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought this was, I thought this was fine and it was fun. And, uh, you know, Giselle's in the news right now. So I think impact, Uh, time this right by having her on the show this week so good move on impact didn't really um didn't capitalize on it but again it does you get with the tape show
0: yeah well so i mean they they could have edited something in or i think they probably knew that that the news is coming out so just i don't know if you're familiar but the giselle shaw has come out as transgendered um And so they, Impact actually kind of put out, I don't know, I'll call it a press release. I don't know how they actually did it, but uh, they did put out an article about it and I referenced it in my article last week. So, you know, cool thing that she finally was able to come out and felt comfortable with that. And then they actually uh, had her front and center at the Pride Parade in Toronto, her and uh, Scott Demore were there representing for Impact. So I think that stuff's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of get why they wouldn't try to capitalize that on TV. I think they don't want to make that like her character. Like they just want her to be just Giselle Shaw, the Giselle Shaw character, not Giselle Shaw, like recently come out transgender Giselle Shaw. Plus she's a heel. So you want to I don't, I don't I think they want to just keep her that way.
2: Yeah, but it's wrestling, and they always tend to steer into whatever gets them any amount of publicity (coughs) whatsoever, you know? So that's what I expect, and perhaps I just have WWE brain too much. So I don't know. It was a good match. I mean, it was – I don't know if I'll say it was a good match. It was a fine match. It was adequate. I was entertained.
0: It was – yeah, it was a fine match, a fine match. And, of course, there was a big beatdown after the bell, and uh, Giselle Shaw now a member of the influence. So there you go. Um, and then backstage, we go to uh, Gia Miller. She's with Mickey James. Uh, Miller asked her about her upcoming match tomorrow at, uh, against All odds. And before James could say too much, she was interrupted by Chelsea Green and Diana Prazo. Green and Prazo stated that James is a narcissistic, and James attacked them both. Before Mia Yim arrived to even the odds. JD, you had uh, you had some thoughts on this? <laughs> shake, 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 shake. Kevin Dunn. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Shake the camera.
2: kevin dunn's influence has now gone too far and now we're getting it back and backstage segments and impact which already have issues most of the time we don't need the wwe camera shake on these things like it was like you know it's not gonna be great it's it's you know madison and denise or it's uh diana it's a jump you know it's fine it's just i don't know man i thought this was pretty uh pretty poorly shot and poorly handled but it's fine. It's, you know, I'm not yeah. going to lose sleep over it, but again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's WWE bullshit. and I'd like to see that not off
0: not on this show. Right. Um, speaking of bullshit, uh, backstage, Rosemary was digging into the purse of sure. Taya Valkyrie and then, uh, she did a seance and then all of a sudden father, James Mitchell appeared, uh, from hell, I guess, uh, Rosemary questioned Mitchell on the whereabouts of Havoc, and Mitchell stated that he wasn't sure she was ever coming back to this world. So, um, JD, serious question. Is Havoc dead, or is Havoc just in hell? What's going on? She's probably with two dimes and NXT <laughs> hanging out <laughs> at the
2: bottom of a river. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the question. I was able to roll with that one really good. I'm proud of myself. Uh, yeah. I hate this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Say it every week. God, I hate this shit so much. Like, I'm entertained. The show is going fine. I'm making fun of Kevin Dunn stuff, which, again, it's, it's livable. But yeah. then Rosemary's got to talk to a wedding ring in fake Latin and do, like, the, the Sam <laughs> Raimi evil dead garbage. And I like Father uh, James Mitchell. Like, why do they have to do this? God, I, I hate crazy.
0: it. Yeah, just be why? crazy. Don't What's be. do be being interdimensional. Crazy. Yes. Yeah.
2: What's wrong with just being <laughs> crazy? She's oh boy, it's a Patreon. Um, yeah. Wh- why can't the characters just be like, oh man, she's weird. It's got to be no. She's in fact part of an interdimensional cult, and she talks to demons, and she can bring up. About- Apparently, Father James Mitchell's like a gin or something like that. Like it's yeah. just, it's so freaking terrible. I hate everything about this.
0: I'm done. Okay, so i i kind of like it now i i was watching and i got so happy i was like <laughs> jd is gonna be so mad about this and i'm just gonna laugh the whole time <laughs> I was like i was like yeah it's bad but if it makes jd upset on the pick on the it's, podcast i'm all for it
2: i am convinced they do it just for me now <laughs> i'm convinced i'm convinced it's a troll just to get me going because nobody likes it no it yeah. adds nothing nothing Not takes away it yeah. detracts but I mean, like, legitimately, do you think Havoc's actually gone from the promotion?
0: I, I don't know. So she's in that relationship with Sammy Callahan. Sammy is kind of a a big dog around there. So maybe she's just taking some time. I don't know. Right. Hard to tell. I haven't seen any reports saying that she's out, though, but that that would be something that they would do to get people out. I mean, remember, they murdered Allie and sent her to AEW. They and then they they the entire valkyrie shot johnny bravo and then she got arrested and got sent to stanford penitentiary stanford, so. stanford supermax stanford supermax yeah that's true that's what you we do what, with impact
1: so. the one thing i don't understand <laughs> about impact is there if they're gonna do that kind of stuff i call it like the lucha underground kind of approach it's like either go 100 percent or just don't that's the
2: problem. And I Lucha, mean, Lucha Underground went a hundred percent because that was their right. thing. The whole show was yeah. bonkers. So but I mean, just like- one
1: match on a TV show, and then the rest of the show is pretty. It's just pro wrestling. wrestling. So, yeah, I. Why
0: just that one?
1: And if Rosemary has superpowers, why does she lose all the
2: time?
0: <laughs> yeah she's has magic how did she not kick out using magic
2: always like, <laughs> she, you know, like she, current, she is the current co-holder of the knockouts tag team title but she loses constantly on this show she's got to pray to better gods
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it's like you're watching an episode of like saturday night live and there's one sketch that just kind of sticks out for some reason and it throws the whole show off the, the flow was off i feel like the rest of the show had a flow you if you like it yeah. you didn't like some matches it, it's all it's well, not the, the quality isn't like it's not a big gap between them, but when I hear things like this, I just I don't get it. I don't know who yeah, it's, it's for.
0: A, right. It's a it's a variety show. Um and Rosemary, I'll be honest, Rosemary has a lot of fans. Yeah. And when she's in and as we heard last week, whenever uh James Storm and Chris Harris were cutting this passion promo in the backstage area. Uh, in the ring currently was Rosemary having a match you could hear the whole audience chanting her name like people actually really love rosemary and they love decay during, um so i i think promo. yeah yeah during during a promo you could hear audibly uh, a match going on because they do all the backstage f- stuff while matches are happening in the ring they film all the backstage stuff so um cost effective so, yeah, so you know it's and Jeff Jarrett would explain it as like, well, it's a variety show. You have a little bit of comedy, you have a little bit of wrestling, you have a little bit of violence, you have you know this and this and that, and then oh, and then all of a sudden we're killing people, and then we have magic. Um, I I think you just take away the the magic, and then we're we're fine.
2: I think it but hurts. It's like, the, I think it hurts the identity of promotion because sometimes I feel like Impact doesn't doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes I think that we feel like we're still like the alternative product. We give these great because, again, the wrestling on this show is far better now than it was a year, year and a half ago. As far as just like top to bottom, I feel yeah. like the I feel like the promotion is really strong and it's wrestling. But then we do things like this. And I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what's for Justin, you should come on when they bring Wrestle House back. Uh,
0: we, we might take a vacation during that time. <laughs> oh, I quit when that happens. I'm gonna quit. Oh,
1: I mean, listen, yeah. I, I get the idea that wrestling, to an extent, yeah, wrestling is always going to be a variety show, either if it's like a TV program or if it's a live show. But what if you're, okay, let's take the variety show uh, analogy. Let's switch it to buffet. If you go to a buffet and you're at a section of the buffet, you see meatballs, you got spaghetti, you got lasagna, you got garlic bread. And right next to all that is a big vat of green jello. Why is it there? It doesn't need to be there. It's yeah, it can we can have lots of variety, but this flow right here, there's something off. Why is there jello next to my lasagna? My brother,
2: we used to go to the Lakash buffet when we were like poor. And my brother would take would get a plate. There, too. He, would, he would come back with a plate full of thousand island dressing. That's it.
1: All right. That's what you that's, that's what that, you do at buffets.
2: That's how I feel about the undead world. You got this whole it is a big thing, plate of dress. And he brings back a plate of just dressing. And it used yeah. to drive me nuts as a kid. And again, I think he did it just because he knew I would get a reaction. So but
1: it's also yeah. yeah, it's just like if you're in a situation where you have something you want to do and you, if there aren't a there's not a real consequence, you just get something where the performers do what they want to do because they want to do it. And if Rosemary is popular, then maybe they need to focus more on like sorting her segments out to at least have her segments make sense within the larger context of the show. It doesn't have to be like changed around or anything. Just not just like, it sounds like somebody made this stuff up like, 10 minutes before they went on the air
2: we had a murder mystery a year a year plus ago when the
0: yeah.
1: was a good murder mystery or no. like a murder no. mystery like dinner theater no. yeah
0: like a dinner theater yeah um but there it was it good no but they did have this one scene where johnny bravo was in the hospital and was laying on a swinger. hospital bed right swinger no it was johnny bravo it was oh, johnny bravo johnny, yeah, i'm sorry it was johnny, johnny bravo, bravo right? from, from uh, bravo. cartoon network no, right, uh, different different guy, but he does oh, have okay. a blonde flat top. So um he's laying he's laying on the hospital bed, right? And uh, Scott DeMoore is like next to him and he's like, you know, kind of he's not really upset, but he's kind of like, you know, almost worried about his friend. And the doctor comes in. And he goes, well, I got some bad news. And Scott DeMoore cuts him up. He goes, oh, just pull the plug. Go ahead. And I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I just started dying laughing. And that was the only good moment of the whole fucking thing was, was him just being willing to just pull the plug on his best friend before the doctor could even give him any kind of news. So I that was it. For-
2: I completely forgot about that. <laughs> That's why I tried to correct you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's let's
0: move on. Let's move on uh, to something great. I would say that's Jordan Grace is the knockouts champion. She's fantastic. Uh, She took on uh, Savannah Evans, who has a lot of potential. She's a little bit green. Um, I thought this was an okay match. It was a showcase match for Jordan Grace, Um, and she got the muscle buster on uh, Savannah Evans. Savannah Evans is no small woman, so that was an incredible feat, man. She got her in the big muscle buster in tribute to Samoa Joe. Uh, Short and sweet, but I dug the match. What'd you think, JD? Yeah, it's fine.
2: Tasha didn't get dressed up for work this week. Uh
0: no, I think we I think uh I we'll, we'll talk about it on the Patreon, but I have a theory about her too. So I
2: think uh, I know where you're going with this. And I thought I saw them like, wow, Tasha's not even uh she's, not, she's just wearing jeans and like a regular old t-shirt. Doesn't look much like a star. Yeah, know? she
0: looked like she was in a bone thugs and harmony video, just chilling. Um next, oh so uh Justin, did you get a chance to watch the promo um that aired about uh, Joe Doring and his time in all Japan? No, I didn't. Oh okay. Oh, well yeah. I'm gonna i I'm gonna send that to you because I was hoping to get your your thoughts on that because that's right up your alley. So a promo aired on the legend of Joe Doring in All Japan Pro Wrestling and what his challenge means to Josh Alexander in the Impact World Championship. They just had some photographs and talked about his history, winning uh, the different tag titles that he won and then becoming the Triple Count champion. Um, they talked about his undefeated streak here in Impact and how he um, is probably the biggest challenge. Well, this is what they're saying. that They're hyping the match. But the most dangerous challenger for Josh Alexander to be facing right now. And it was narrated by Scott Hudson from WCW. So oh. I, I thought the whole thing was great. And it was exactly what me and JD had asked for last week so jd what are you what did you think well put together man this is what this is what impact is really good
2: at hey the north american debuts of kento Miyahara and kohei wada which i know Justin yeah. would appreciate because of course they should be uh. together they're just in photographs but again if you're the appreciation for all japan that should make you smile what bummed me out is they just had stills and they couldn't get some all japan footage because i don't yeah. think i don't think that would have been hard like i don't know all japan is Justin, who runs all Japan these days?
1: The sponsors. The, sponsor? uh, uh, the, the sponsors. creative creative is run by Tajiri. How about the company? Do you know who's running it? The company days? itself, uh, like uh, like the owners. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's one of those situations where it's like it has joint ownership from certain sponsors like Carbell and, gosh, what are, uh, some other in mean, they're they're domestic sponsors. They're not international sponsors. Yeah.
2: So I don't think it would have been hard for Impact to secure some footage or to procure some
1: footage of good shows. There's more there's politics there because it technically is a rival of New Japan, who they do work ah, with. Ah, I had not guessed So I think it's more I, about they don't want to step on toes if they, probably if they, they don't have to.
0: Pro- they probably didn't ask. But, I mean, New Japan has sent some talent to all Japan shows recently. They're super shows and you know, the Baba well, Memorial Show and stuff like that, right?
2: And to well, be fair, this promotion still bills Eddie Edwards as a Noah guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that they could do whatever they want with that. I'm but still, I'm
1: with, just telling you that's what, Well, with with uh, all Japan, well, it's not as much New Japan sending guys to All Japan. It's New Japan uh, not re-signing contracts for older guys, like guys over fifty or so. So that's why we're seeing Nagata and Tiger Mask in All Japan. They are there on their own volition. It's not like a um, coordinated thing between New Japan and Old Japan. It's more New Japan says, "Listen, we're not going to resign." Often, it, not just in wrestling, but a lot of Japanese business, there's, there's a when you sign a contract with a company, you often are offered three months, six months, or a year extension. And at certain points in a career, in a certain company or a certain kind of company sometimes the company won't offer an extension or they'll say, listen, if you want to go and do what you want right now, because we're cutting costs, um, do your thing. And it's a, it's a tight knit community. It's all the guys that are working all Japan and Noah, they've all been around the block. So-and-so knows so-and-so. So that's more why we're seeing, um, new Japan talent, not being loaned out more like, um, they're not technically they're not technically under a contract to New Japan right at this moment although if New Japan said hey uh Satoshi Kojima can you come and do this match for you know I'm sh-. it's not uh, it's not loose but it's also not um not coordinated by New Japan it's coordinated by the talent
0: and, oh okay uh, so Oh, well, cool. That's uh that's good insight. Um, so backstage, we go to G Miller with a busted up uh, impact world champion, Josh Alexander. Uh, he reflects on his victory over Eric Young at Slammiversary. And then uh, before we are greeted to unseen footage of other members of violent by design, laying a beat down on Josh after the show ended, uh, Alexander then focused on his match tomorrow um, against uh, Josh Alexander and pondered whether we would see Eric Young make an appearance. So it seems like they're, leading to Eric Young getting involved in the match. Somehow we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. I wonder what that entails. I wonder um some people have thrown out ideas. Maybe there's gonna be a new member of Violent by Design. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see exactly how that goes down. But I thought this was a good promo by Alexander.
2: Josh, yeah he cut a good promo. He's never gonna be a big dynamic speaker. No. Right. But he does good stuff from the heart. Boy his forehead looks like hamburger.
0: Yeah. That that thing oof what is that yeah. and he wasn't and he's not a uh, he's not a very good bleeder. Like, you know, like Angela Parker, that guy can bleed, right? And Matt Menard, magic man Matt, like that guy is bleeder and Moxley. but Josh Alexander, he cut the hell out of his forehead and he doesn't really have a whole lot of blood there,
2: right. I mean, that's yeah, Moxley's like an artist with that thing. Like, Moxley just <laughs> it just explodes and it flows down. Josh, I don't it looks like he took an exacto knife to his fore. He looks like mass transit, like he just kind
0: of went <laughs> to Yikes. yeah. Uh, next, we go to the Good Brothers uh, with uh, James Storm. They defeated Honor Moore, PCO, and Vincent. Uh, they had the rest of the crew there at ringside to retain the World Tag Team titles. Uh, decent little match here. I dug it. I think we had Big Lights Carl this week. Uh, um, he was looking okay. I think, um, obviously, PCO and Vincent looked really, really good. And then after the match, Honor Moore attacked the Good Brothers and James Storm before Chris Harris hit the ring. And then after a stare down between Honor more and Harris – um, Heath's music uh hits and then the crowd goes mild as Heath uh, trots down to the ring. There, brought uh brought a weapon with him and Harris, and then they beat down on him more and sent him packing. That
2: happened. Um, yeah, one more week we we see the good brothers somehow zapped of their personality. Um, <clears throat> I don't like this. I hope the good brothers turn on America's Most Wanted, I guess, is what we're gonna get. I mean.
1: This is where I tuned in. I was really—I didn't know that was Chris Harris. I mean, I kind of assumed it was Chris Harris at first, but it's the that kind of stops. I mean, listen, I'm sure he's a great guy and all, but it's not. Who again? Who is that for? I mean, America's Most well, Wanted. They were over twenty years ago in a smaller company, but I mean, this guy well, doesn't look like an active wrestler. Well, he's not. not. <laughs> I know, yeah. it, <laughs> it, sure, it sure doesn't look like it i don't no, know what yeah. that's supposed to how is that supposed to entice a fan that's not totally familiar it, with impact it's, it's not going to know yeah. it's
2: not it, yeah. there we're playing to the base with this one and i'm okay with it to be honest because there's yeah. a lot of impact fans this is like a big this is a big part of this company's dna is that we love tna like we're we we do not call ourselves t anymore but we love everything about tna right, right. and so very often we get Um, big TNA guys, big TNA moments like this, the, the tonight's main event is all about TNA. So this is another example. We bring back one of our most beloved tag teams. And I don't think Chris Harris has had a match since he was Braden Walker. Right. Right. So he, I don't know, man, this is uh, is he going to wrestle or is this a gimmick? Are we going to, are we going to get him next week?
0: It's a 10 man tag. He's going to come in. He's going to throw some right hands. I saw him a year ago throwing right hands uh, That's true. when he was at ringside with a, for a James storm match and they can run into his fist and he can just, he, he still has that great Memphis punch. He was brought up in the Memphis circuit. So everybody else is going to do the work and Chris Harris is just going to throw some right hands on the outside. He'll probably even bleed. Um, that that's going to that's going to be the extent of it. Uh, I get what Justin is saying. Like you're not really getting any new fans. I, you know, Uh, And we're celebrating TNA. That's exactly what we're doing. We're not getting any new fans here. This show is going head-to-head with SmackDown they are not interested in bringing in new people to watch this Fair show. enough. Uh, yeah. Joe Doring Joe Doring's not a big star in this company. He hasn't really had a whole lot of singles matches. This is a I think this is just a make good because Joe Doring and Josh Alexander have been publicly asking for it for a long time and they're finally just giving it to him. This is just hey we have we have to put some content out. We have uh everybody's paying their $5 a month for this, which I just uh, subscribed actually just so I can get the show. $5 which is not that yeah, you know, not that bad. Um, so that that's what that's what this is, and America's Most Wanted coming back appeals to me. <laughs> that's that's about it. Beer Money was oh, the better tag team, but Beer I liked America's Most Wanted. Player. Yeah, I liked America's Most Wanted. I liked Chris Harris before he went uh, to the WWE and kind of ruined his career. But...
2: Destroyed his entire career. Him hey, boy, yeah. were they really good at killing Impact or TNA guys? Destroyed oh, yeah. Monty Brown's career. Monty Brown, career. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I just. Crazy. I just made that connection right now. Uh, this just fine. I mean, like you said, like we talked about, this is not really a pay-per-view, right? It's an Impact Plus special. It is yeah. what it is, and you're just going to... It's a, basically a Clash of the Champions. You
0: know? Exactly. It's Clash of the Champions on their streaming service. It comes with the subscription that you pay for every month. These
2: are what we thought the AEW Battle of the Belts things were going to be.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah. You know, um it's fine. It's what it is. I mean, I'm not, I talked before, I'm not thrilled about the main event, but I mean, again, I think this is a way to get another Eric young match. Right. And that seems to be yeah. where we're headed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we go backstage, good brothers and America's West wanted. And he shared some words. Uh, and then Chris Harris uh, basically begged uh, James storm to let him wrestle, um, said that he was going to be okay. He said he was in the best shape of his life. I was like, Hey, uh, you lied. I, I, I don't think, uh, uh, I, I don't think that one's true there, buddy, but uh who am I to talk about being in shape? But uh <laughs> um and the storm agreed they had a big uh big handshake and deal and they said they're gonna go drink some beers, so there you go. I
2: believe uh, I don't I don't know if I believe that, to be honest with yeah. you. Chris <laughs> Harris, hey, Chris Harris should not be drinking beers. Um no. but that being said, Cowboy makes these things work.
0: He's so great. He's a good performer. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And and he like, cause the Good Brothers struggle to be good heels or baby faces. I'm sorry. Terrible. And James Storm carried the whole segment because he knows how to be a baby face. And all the Good Brothers had to do was be in the background and cheer. And I thought they did an effective job of that, of just cheering the cool shit that James Storm was saying.
2: James Storm is like the best modern day version of a southern babyface, right? Like we don't yeah. get southern yeah. like old school southern baby faces anymore. And when when James Storm comes out, it's like, oh yeah, that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, he's really a throwback to a different era. And like, he's still good. He still cuts good promos. He's still good in the ring. He still looks great. What is he, 43 now? Something like like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he still can do it. And again, I just wish I know, I know he's got the successful real estate business. Happy he's making money. I just wish we saw him more frequently somewhere. You know, he kind of shows up when he wants here. He does a little bit of stuff in the NWA. Like I'm amazed Tony Khan hasn't tried to bring him out at least one time on dynamite. Cause you know, Tony Khan loves his, his TNA. <laughs> I mean, this new yeah. set is basically two different TNA sets.
0: Um, <laughs> am I, am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolute. the tunnels. And then he's also at universal studios, the giant and- video oh. wall that they have now. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: but yeah. It's like, I just, I enjoy seeing cowboy. I don't know about Chris Harris. This is going to, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm more interested in watching the show just to see what Chris Harris does. That's honest to God. Yeah. Truth.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a little bit of a rough one. Yes. Um, yeah, and then uh, we're actually running up on time here for the free feed, so I just want to real quick, Ace Austin defeated uh Alexander a rematch from the best of the Super Juniors. What did you guys think of the match?
1: I thought that was strange that the crowd chanted Impact Wrestling for, like you said, this match that just happened in New Japan. Should you <laughs> at least be chanting for the wrestlers? Um, Ace Austin... I, I, like like I said earlier I dip in and out and Ace Austin's one of those guys where I see him and he always changes something up a little bit like either his look uh the way he wrestles if you kind of stack that up over the past couple of years he's really like he's he feels like a more fully formed wrestler I mean it's not necessarily my cup of tea the wrestling style it's very I think he's very creative I think he knows what he wants to do although this match for me not <sighs> it's hard to get into it. And uh, I'll talk more about it when we talk about the next match, because the main event had everything that I wanted that this match didn't have, which is, right. I guess a, like a, like, I'm not asking for much of a story, but give me a reason why you're doing these wacky wild moves and the, the Taco Bell thing. I don't, I don't get it. That's just I Alex. don't get it. That's Alex <laughs> it's, Zane just being Alex, yeah. Alex Zane.
0: It's his Twitter character. He's, nobody, popular, follow, though. He's popular If you don't follow him on Twitter, you don't know the character. You're so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and here's weird, like you're saying, we as the impact audience really haven't been introduced to Alex Zane as a character, right? He just comes in and does matches on occasion, right? So we don't, and this match literally happened because it happened in the best of the super juniors, which was the better match, quite frankly. Yeah. did they? Were, yeah. I'm just sure blank yeah. there for a second. Yeah, it was um, yeah, I like that one much better. Uh it's fine, like, it was good. It was, I mean, I enjoy it was. I enjoy that kind of stuff. I do enjoy the flippity-floppities. So it was fine to me. Uh,
1: but it was I- creative. Both of them, I got it, you know, props for being creative. There was this one crazy thing that Zane did, like a no-hand back. What was it? Like a, He jumped over the rope and then did a SI moonsault or something and used his hand towards the end of the match. This it was needed, wild. This needed video
2: package. To remind us about what happened in New Japan. That's what was lacking, I think, from this match. I think that we as the audience could have been... Because I don't think a lot of the Impact fans are watching... That's the Super Juniors, right? I mean, Impact's got its loyal fan base, and I don't know well, how much crossover there right.
0: is. So a lot of I'm, them kept up to kept up, kept with up it through my columns. That's well, a very they kept point.
2: up the, because of my columns. That's yeah. a good point. I think that I think that having because again we have access to that footage, we do all that we use it all the time. So I would like to have seen them, you know, refresh our memory on why and not just having you know uh, Hannafin tell us why this is happening, but you know. It, do what you do. We cut great We cut great promo packages. Give us two minutes yeah. on why Alex Zane and Ace Austin are wrestling. Because it was actually a really good angle. So, I mean, I'd like to have seen that play out here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we go to the main event. Uh, Chris Sabin uh, defeated Frankie Kazarian. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I, I watched their matches early in their careers. And uh, this is the best match that these two have ever had against each other. It's so much better than the matches than we saw in 2003-2004. Because 2003 and 2004 time frame, they were just doing as many moves as they could together, uh, trying to get the, the national Fairgrounds audience to just pop. They told a story here. And uh, and I would say like the first five minutes, somebody might have thought they were it was boring, but they were actually setting the table for what was happening later. And then they built to that crescendo and the last five minutes, of this match was incredible, I thought. Uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful match. The last match that uh, Brian Hebner apparently the referee is ever going to ref. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that was his retirement match. So uh, I I loved this match, man. What'd you guys think?
2: Awesome. I- yeah, I agree. I I agree with you. I, I did get a chance to watch the 2000, 2003 or 2004, the day first. So around,
0: around, it, was, it was fairgrounds. It, it was, was in fair. the fairgrounds, but yeah, I it was around that time.
2: Yeah, so I went back and watched that one too before, and, and I agree with you. I think they just, they're just they smarter professional wrestlers now, right? Yeah. They they get that, that less is more, and they're seasoned bets, and they really knew how to put together a really good match. And we've been waiting for this for a little over a month now in this promotion like we've been building to get here and it really doesn't do much to advance like a story or anything like that, but it was just a great pro wrestling match. There was probably my favorite professional wrestling match I saw on TV this week, to be quite honest with you.
1: I was thinking you could definitely, I I would rank it up there with anything that was on television this week. But again, it might be damned by fame praise because it's in front of a small crowd on uh, impact on a Thursday. But if you are watching or you haven't watched, this is, yeah, compared to how they wrestled when they started almost 20 years ago, it's it's just like a more refined version of what these guys, Alex Shelley, even like AJ Styles were doing back then, but you could tell there's like a natural chemistry between them. Um, the flow, the there's no like um, stutter moments or pausing moments like you see in some other matches with the younger guys where there's like a hesitation or uh, are they confused? Am I confused? What's going on? It, it was just like a, a natural flow to the match from the beginning where it was a little slow. I didn't think it was too slow, but compared with everything else on the show it could yeah. come off as slow. But I think it it paid off. I think they yeah. they can do it. And I think they're in better shape now than they were like 20 years ago as well.
0: Gregory. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. Both guys look incredible. Um, I, I know that people think that Frankie Kazarian is probably pretty underutilized in AEW, but um, I, I think it's probably because they're not watching Rampage or Dark, and that's kind of where you would see Frankie Kazarian. But um, he, he is so freaking good. AEW has a great, great wrestler in him. And then Impact is so lucky to have Chris Sabin around because I think that that guy could be a top guy in any promotion. Um, but he is a producer here. He's an agent here. Scott DeMoor is his trainer. He's very loyal to Impact. I'm sure they pay him very well because he doesn't do a ton of indies. Um, I know he's got a couple indie matches coming up, but it's very selective. So um, I think they take care of that guy pretty well. But uh, I, you know, I I thought this was a great, great match. Um, And for me, the overall show, I thought it was 100 times better than last week. A big thumbs up for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime we get the guns on TV, even if it's just Saban, right, it makes me happy. I just like seeing them together. I like hearing the music like it you know um they big thing oh the most influential tag team in impact it's like, again yeah, no kidding like yeah. everyone has taken a page. everyone in the states has taken a page from what the motor city machine guns did and just you know watching two consonant professionals still be great 20 years later is something that makes me happy because like back in the day when we were kids when old guys would come out on tv it never looked good it was always mm-hmm. a joke and these guys are like the same age as like Roddy Piper was in two thousand three,
1: right? And <laughs> yeah. they're—it's true. Like, and yeah. they're still really good. So almost more athletic and like more like they're pushing themselves more at least in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the character and the angle stuff—that's a different story. But as far as just being wrestlers in the ring, I mean, I this was for me this was good enough to to watch. Like, I, I would watch that and go, okay, I'll check out the rest of the episode because it was that good. I really yeah. enjoyed the main event. Me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it very very much. Um and uh, just real quick, I we won't go match by match on against laws and get thoughts. I'm just going to run down the card real quick and then we'll kick it over to the Patreon. So, uh main event, we got Josh Alexander against Joe Doring, of course. Um what do you I mean, obviously Josh Alexander is going to win this one, um but uh you guys what you know, I think Justin, you're probably more familiar with Joe Doring than I uh, say I am. I know JD, you're pretty familiar with him. I I think when yeah, impact signed Joe Doring. I think both of you guys, at least one of you guys, sent me some videos um watching some old Joe Doring matches from All Japan. Um, you know, and JD and I were chatting earlier in our BFI chat, and this is very much a you know, does Joe Doring still have it match? What what do you guys think? Are we we gonna get kind of the twenty thousand and ten Joe Doring or what 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 do you expect to see here?
2: I think we'll get a decent match. I don't I think um I think we'll get a good like Eight-minute match, right? I don't think it'll be very long. I think it'll be protecting Joe. He's going to do that big crossbody. He'll do some cool power spots. Josh is a good worker, but we're not going to have like a resurrection of a guy who was really good. Probably, probably the, one of the best war, big Gaijins in his era. You know, Joe Doring was mm-hmm. really good back in the day. He's just not that guy anymore. But we'll have a good match. They'll probably have some uh, some schmazziness with uh, you know the rest of uh, VBD and. I imagine we'll see Eric Young come back and pile drive Josh on something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking just because like what you guys were talking about, like the show is more like a battle of the belts clash of the champions type show. So if they did have the capacity to have a great main event, world heavyweight title match, maybe they wouldn't have it on this show. So like JD said, maybe a short or teaser version of what, what they could do or how it would work out and probably uh, some more storyline angle stuff involving Eric young. And I, I imagine that is what will probably cut off the match or at least whatever happens. I expect some storyline stuff to happen. So cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. All right. So we'll just do quick hits. Uh, just uh, tell me who you think is going to win. Uh, Jordan grace and Tasha Steeles. Jordan Jordan grace. Jordan, all the way, absolutely. Uh, X division championship, Speedball Bailey uh, defending against Trey Miguel. Oh, I got to go to
1: Speedball. I
0: lost yep, the graphic. Speed. Speedball. No, it's okay. Yep, Speedball all day. Don't worry about the graphics. Um, uh, Knockouts tag team championship, uh, Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary against uh, Tenille Dashwood and Giselle Shaw. I don't care. <laughs> all right, who gives a shit? We'll, go, we'll move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoever uses magic. There you I go. You. So
0: That's what's going to happen. Right. It's going to be them. Rosemary, definitely. Uh, Ravens, Clockwork Orange, House of Fun match. Moose and Sammy Callahan. I'm looking forward to this one.
2: This is going to be chaos, right? I always say I'm tired of plunder matches. And then I watch a good plunder match, and I go, oh, that was fun. And I imagine this will be <laughs> a fun plunder match. It never fails. I think that we will get um, Moose on this one.
0: Moose, yeah. Moose. I was going okay. think. to thinking the same moose. thing. I'm gonna stick with Sammy. I think Sammy gets the dub here. We'll see though. Um Honor No More versus the Good Brothers, James, or America's Most Wanted and Heath. Uh
1: meh. meh. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm,
2: I'm gonna <laughs> say honor no more. I don't expect yeah. it to happen though.
1: I, I'm yeah. interested to see how long Honor No More like the the faction plays out. I guess this might, you know. Tick, tick, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this might either keep it going or we might see it start to wrap up from here.
0: I th- I think they pinned Vincent or something like that, and then PCO and Vincent get kicked out is what I'm thinking. But um, who knows? Um, Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green versus Mickey James and Mia Yim.
2: This is interesting. I don't know. This is one I can't really think of who I would think of when. I'm going to go with uh, Mia Yim and Ch- and, um, and Mickey James
1: yeah i'll Ooh, go with that uh, too because diana's the champion maybe they want to Deanna's uh, not the champion oh she's not yeah, the champion jordan, anymore. jordan's jordan, the champion jordan, excuse jordan, me jordan grace yeah. is the champion see that's how long i've uh, been away and been paying attention <laughs> so yeah what jd said i believe him
0: yeah having justin on the show we're just trying to educate him for his uh his live review for uh yeah. against all odds tomorrow <laughs> it's a
1: prep prepper
2: as uh, okay course. so
0: this one is going to be a barn burner. And if uh, you weren't excited for the main event or you weren't excited for Speedball Bailey and Trey Miguel, they just announced this tonight. I think it's going to be a show stealer. The Motor City Machine Guns versus Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. When did that get yeah, out?
2: They, Towards they, the end of the show?
0: They, yeah, they announced it in passing. They didn't even get a oh, graphic.
2: I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, I, I did hear yeah. that. Yeah. That's going yeah, that
0: to be great. That's interesting. I, I think they're going to tear the fucking house down. Yes. Yeah.
1: I got. I don't expect Bullet Club to to win. I but,
0: think Chris hey, Bay takes the loss. I think Chris I, Bay gets pinned. That's what he's been doing. One hundred
2: percent. This might be Chris. Uh,
0: yeah, Swan getting, song. Getting the boot. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, the pre-show digital media champion Rich Swan defends against Brian Myers in a Dot Combat match. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Very now are you are you interested? Now are you interested? No. Now? But the last dot combat match was awesome between uh, Matt Cardona and Jordan Grace.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It made me. Laugh Jordan a Grace. Times.
0: She powerbombed Matt Cardona on flip phones. Like, how could that, you not like that? That did
2: happen. <laughs> well, it's got some stuff to live up to. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man.
0: I mean, it'll be. <laughs> I can't
2: take. I. Whatever, a Rich yeah. Swan. I mean.
0: Yeah, they're 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 gonna probably keep the belt on Swan until Cardona comes back. So
2: <laughs> it's a torn bicep, man. That's a long injury. That's a long that,
0: process. That is true. But like I said, you know, he's kind of a genetic freak. You get the 10 cc's of Diana ball a day. Uh, maybe you uh, maybe you heal up a little bit faster. Who knows? It is,
2: it is used for recovery. So it
0: is. That's, that's what it's for. Um, but hey, if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that's going to do it for us this week on the free feed. Um, check us out over on patreon.com slash uh, I'm finally tell my story of the time that I was in Japan and I right. got into a fight. With a former world champion sumo wrestler named Aki Bono, who once also wrestled uh, the big show at WrestleMania, I guess, a couple mm-hmm. years prior to that. So, I will run all that story. Plus, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Santana's in the news. Uh, I want to talk about him. To Just a couple hours ago, Sean Ross Sapp posted some news about Santana. I want to get the guy's thoughts on that. Uh, Alan Angels is a free agent. You know, let's talk about him a little bit and whatever else is going on in the Impact World. So, until we go over to the Patreon, Justin, why don't you go ahead and plug your podcast, man?
1: Uh, Write that down with Fumi Saito. It's on the fight game media podcast feed along with brace for impact and all of our other awesome podcasts. So uh, a new one just dropped today. We talked about Tajiri's new book, which is in English. It's been translated into English. It's called uh, what pro wrestlers are showing the audience. We did an extensive talk on that. We talked about forbidden door. This is before the pay-per-view last week. So we did some general talk about forbidden door and Brian Danielson, especially and uh, next week, if you are interested, be on the lookout for the podcast feed. Uh, for write that down. We're doing a profile on Kensuke Sasaki. Write that Ooh. down. Is the
2: best Japanese professional wrestling historical podcast out there. You will learn Easy. so much listening to Fumi. Like I sit there and I just I'm lost every week and just learning so much. Like I'm a history junkie, so I just sit back Me and too. listen to you two guys go at it and it's it's so much fun i love your show
1: thanks yeah, yeah. and uh, we're gonna have some guests coming up i th- I don't know if we're gonna put on the patreon or it's be on <laughs> the free feed but cool stuff coming up um yeah and uh, if you're watching against all odds tomorrow check out the wrestlingobserver.com f4wonline.com website i'll be writing up the report
0: cool man jd you got any got anything to plug brother nope nope not me either no column this week so um, but I will be uh, I will be going solo on that ass this weekend. I'll be reading Justin's report and talking some against all odds over right here on the Patreon. So again, patreon.com slash Five uh free feed. We'll see you later. And Patreon, stick around.